0: Welcome to episode number 18 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today we are talking about how to get shit done. For more information about us, show notes, and details like blog posts, check us out at truthanddaremovement.com. Today we are also starting a new tradition here at TAD where we are giving some love to the listeners of our community by highlighting one review each week. Um, This week's review of the week comes from Hem1988. Hem1988 says, you ladies are rocking it. This hits home in so many ways and is much needed at this point in my life. I wish I could listen more than just once per week. Oh, Thanks so much for the love and support. Um, If you want to be featured next week, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your support is what fuels this conversation. Now let's get started.
1: Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Okay, tribe, we are back and jamming on how to get shit done. But before we get started, we are continuing with our weekly tradition of slug in the honey, which we know many of you are enjoying. So my current slug honey is the constant, consistent challenge. That's a triple C with acne. Um, I have suffered from acne since Probably the time I got my period. And it's been a consistent challenge and frustration trying to figure out the root cause. And lately, the acne is just flaring up left, right, top, bottom. And for anyone who's suffered from acne, you know it's not really about the outer. It is the external appearance, but it's really the emotional deep scarring it does inside you. And it's just a bunch of shit, to be honest. So I've been spending a lot of money and reading a lot about it. And Carly and I are planning to do an experiment in the coming months with our skin and our diet. So that is my current honey that I'm slugging around in. (laughs) What's going on in your honey, Carl?
0: Oh, man, Allie, can I relate to that or what? And as Allie said, we'll dig in more into that and doing some self-experimentation at a later date. But um. Well, I don't know if I've announced it here, but I am engaged and that is very exciting. And um, <coughs> since we have postponed our sailing trip to November, uh, my fiance, Mike, and I were like, hey, maybe we should just get married uh, before we go. Now, I will say that getting married to Mike is not my honey slug situation. However, we have decided to plan a wedding in about five months, just under five months. And it's just like an all-consuming, crazy vortex of like contracts and chaos and lots of opinions and People telling you that it's all about you when really it actually has nothing to do with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So that's the honey and the slug, but I'm like, super excited for the wedding, but just like
1: kind of craziness. And side note, Carly and I both have Jewish mothers. So you can only imagine the suffocation we experienced and she's experiencing planning a wedding. We love you, moms. But Jewish mothers are another force to be reckoned with when it comes to gatherings like weddings.
0: (laughs) Very, very good point. And to any of you who have a Jewish mother, you know what we're talking about. Okay,
1: let's get started. How to get shit done. So number one, why are we even talking about this? It's not a topic we would assume would fall under living your truth and daring to change. However, it really does fall under the topic. And as you continue to listen to this conversation, I think you will be surprised at why it does. Um, but it was requested by someone in our community as well as Carly and I have learned firsthand how important being productive is to living your truth and daring to change because if you want to make change in your life, you have to create the time. And also recognizing that when we fall out of getting shit done, uh, the challenges and the frustrations that surface with falling off. So um, yes, firsthand, we both experienced it both in in all different ways of living and – Um, Before we go any further, we should let you know this is our second time recording this episode because the first time was an absolute fluke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we had been off the mic for about a month and we were rusty, man. But anyway, it was rough, but we're back and we're trying again because that's what we're always preaching to you guys. Get back on the horse and give it your best shot. That's what we're all about. So, as Ali said, we know how important productivity is on this journey of uncovering our most authentic selves. And, um, it's something that we're fine tuning and discovering all of the time. And I-, I think it's also important to note that there's, there's two components when you're on this journey of living your truth and daring to change. There is this super spiritual, super deep work that we often address here when we dive really, really deep and raw into topics to grow and expand our souls. But on top of that, there's also the logistical, actionable, literal work that has to happen in order to become that authentic version of you and of yourself. And that is where time management comes into play. There are so many tangible steps that need to be taken while we are on the spiritual metaphysical journey of uncovering who we are we can't get to one side without all of the action steps on the other side and we thought today we would break down why we believe those steps are just as important as the others
1: yes amen well said coming from the type a majorly get shit done person in the relationship here (laughs) aka you Uh, that would, that would be me. But um so just to give everyone a little bit of a backstory and why getting shit done is so important to us and how we are currently struggling with it right now in our personal journeys. Many of you know, and if you don't know, I recently transitioned from working in a cube, a cubicle, a regular nine to five full-time position. And I side hustled for three to four years to create an online business that focuses around yoga and mindfulness. And now I am able to do the online business full time. So the transition from doing it as a side hustle to making it my full time hustle has been really challenging because before I would fit in the work into all these small crevices throughout my day. And now that I have the whole day available, It's almost more intimidating, or at least it was for the first few weeks. And I found myself completely unproductive, so distracted on social media for I can't, Oh God, who even knows how many hours and just really all over the place. So I had to really hone in the get shit done tactical tips and practices so that I could prove to myself and also my husband, who I pretty much consider my business partner. Um, that I made the right decision in making this transition into running an online business full time. So that's where my personal struggle is right now. Um, Yeah, with getting shit done and it will continue to be a struggle. And I think it's like Carly said, it's about continuing to fine tune and discover what works for you within the practice of managing your time.
0: Yeah, you are definitely on a transformative path right now, and you have gone through this whole evolution of where you were at professionally to where you are now. So it's cool to see and to see how you manage it all. You're doing a great job.
1: Thanks, sister. <laughs>
0: um, there was a, There's a lot of times in my life where I've felt that I've had to juggle and time manage. I'm going to talk about all of them. No, just kidding. But... <laughs> 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 uh, but um, there was a time, I, which I've talked about a little bit here, where I, I did get a, a master's degree online. I graduated from that about a year ago. And during that time, I was working a full-time job, nine to five. I was a full-time student um, completing my master's degree. So that was 12 hours of coursework. And I also decided at the same time that I was going to train for my first marathon. I wanted to bring up this example to everybody listening because there's going to be, there's so many different times in our lives where time management becomes essential. For Ali, it's switching careers. For me, at this point in my life, it was juggling between um, continuing education, work, and then a hobby at the same time. And during this time, I really had to break down my days in order to accomplish everything at once this meant super early mornings and super late nights sometimes as well as long weekends spent training for my runs and we'll get into really good tactics on how to juggle all of those things later but i just want to use this as an example because it was really challenging at that moment for me to think about how in the world I was going to accomplish all of these things at once. However, with resilience and discipline, it is possible to get through the times where you feel like you're literally a clown juggling all of the different things of your life in the air. And if I got through it, so could you.
1: Good analogy. Clown
0: juggling. Go, girl. Um. So, yeah, we've struggled, you know, and I think that we still struggle from time to time with figuring out how to make our days as productive as possible. And for you guys listening, we want to chat a little bit about How to maximize your time in order to feel like you are getting the most out of your days so that you can give yourself the care and love that you deserve so that you continue, you can continue on your journey of living your truth and daring to change. And the first way to do that, I believe, is to make time tick at your own pace. And obviously, we're not magical superheroes, and we can't literally change the way that a clock works. I mean, that would be really cool. But what I mean by making time to get your own pace is to use it as a catalyst to help you accomplish your needs. So instead of thinking about how long you have to finish something – it's about thinking of ways that you can maximize your time on that particular thing. Um, using time as your catalyst is about learning how to view it as something that you have the power to control in order to accommodate your needs for a given situation. Um, so an example of this is instead of waiting until the last minute to do something, which I mean, I'm raising my hand right now to myself because I do that all the freaking time, but it's stressful. There's no doubt about it. So instead of waiting until the last minute and procrastinating, when we use time as our own catalyst, we don't push it to the last minute. Instead, we think about all of the time that we have in front of us to accomplish something and we use that on our behalves.
1: I love that idea and who doesn't relate with being a procrastinator and using that stress of last minute to get shit done. But I know from my own experience in building the online business platform that waiting till the last minute is tough and it makes you cheat and like cut corners and not deliver your best work possible. So if you can find, you know, the, the, The thread of positivity when it comes to time and not viewing it as this thing that's always running away from you. You know, it's just about flipping your perspective. I think that's always when it in the world, when you're trying to change your viewpoint, putting the perspective in place that time is on our side and we can use it efficiently. So, and I think when you're making that change, to really understand what you need to do with your time, I like to create a list of non-negotiables, something that I know needs to get done in this moment. So if I'm working on a specific program or product that I'm building out, then my focus for the next X days or X weeks is that project and a lot of other tasks and items need to go to the wayside so that I can effectively get it done and get it done well. Or I'm sure when Carly was training, the non-negotiable was, I need to run X amount every week, building up to a certain amount of mileage so that I can get across that finish line and complete all 26 miles. So whatever it is that is the non-negotiable, which will continually change because we are changing and we are pursuing new things every day. Um... It really helps you stay focused on what needs to get done with the allotted amount of time that you have. So non-negotiables can be personal goals, relationships that you're building, family time, you know, continuing education, a yoga teacher certification, working on an online project, a passion project. I mean, it can literally be anything, but becoming really crystal clear around your non-negotiables will help you to understand what you need to accomplish, what you need to get done, and how to use time as your, as a positive and to your benefit, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely true. And I think that as you understand what is very important to me in this particular moment, it, you automatically are on this path of prioritization because your non-negotiable list, you'll know exactly what you need to focus on first. And very organically, other tasks will be prioritized in order underneath that list of non-negotiables. And I think the non-negotiable thing is about asking yourself, what do you need more time of for your life in this particular moment? And like Ali, you were just saying, it can be so many different things. But I think another part of time management is that there's going to be certain days or certain weeks or certain months where we only want to focus on specific aspects of our life in order to be able to fully allow time to work on our behalf. So maybe like you said – its health or your relationship with your partner or something that you're doing at work. But I think narrowing down where you want your focus to be at at certain times um, of your life is also an
1: important way to prioritize.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And within that vortex of prioritizing, I think what tends to happen, especially for us ladies, is that We want to, we want to accomplish it all. We want to be the best at everything. The best wife, the best partner, the best friend, the best daughter, best sister, best coworker, best mom. I mean, everything. We want to feel accomplished and like we've given it 150%. And I know many women can relate to that. But what happens in that process of wanting to be the best at everything is you lose the art that carly was just talking about that organic ability to prioritize you lose it because you run around like a fucking chicken and then you beat yourself up because you didn't get the probably the most important stuff done that day and that's where we want to preach to you to drop perfection perfection is the biggest most darkest dead end road that leads to nowhere when it comes to really you know just loving yourself and also Encapsulating what we preach here of living your truth and daring to change. You will never get there if you're striving for perfection. And I just want to really preach to you guys that like Carly is saying, when you create that list of non-negotiables and then it organically prioritizes for you, follow that lead of what's happening organically and don't try to be the best at everything. You, cause you won't, it won't happen. It just won't happen. Amen. And the other thing about
0: perfectionism is like, listen, you're going to produce really amazing work and really amazing content and be a really awesome wife and mother and then sometimes we're going to not produce good work and content and we're going to feel like shitty partners and we're going to not be doing our best and that's just life and we know that here we are always on the like just ride, riding the peaks and the valleys you know and so especially with time management Part of dropping perfectionism is, yes, number one, to save us from the chaos of what it means to be perfect. But it's also about just knowing that we're not always going to be able to do it that well. And moving on because spending too much time on something trying to make it perfect when it really just isn't and we just need to accept our imperfectionism sometimes is going to fuck up our time management in the long run. So it's sort of a vicious cycle as soon as you introduce perfectionism.
1: Yeah. And this is a topic we wanted to discuss later, but I think it's so appropriate to talk about right now is that in that moment of releasing perfection and understanding that certain tasks can't be completed by you, that is the That is the silver lining where you reach out for help and you seek support and you tell someone, I can't do it all. And you might pay to, you might pay for, you know, weekly house cleaning or in my situation, I pay for someone to help me with my social media or, you know, it doesn't matter what the scenario is. It's seeing the silver lining of the moment that I have these bigger, loftier goals and the goal bigger and loftier. It could be that I want to work out every day. That could be your big lofty goal. And I don't want to spend time cleaning the home. So I will sacrifice money so that I can have my home clean and me not take the time to do it and continue to drop perfection in that process. So I think it's really important to see that silver lining moment and then ask for help and seek support. Another thing that women consistently try to not do is get help. And that's what we're here for. We're a sisterhood and we're a tribe and we need help. We just do. Ah, So true. I mean, we really cannot do it alone,
0: nor are we perfect, although sometimes we're pretty close No. (laughs) <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. But on our way to dropping perfectionism and um, creating this list of non-negotiables and prioritizing our time, all of these things are incredibly wonderful in getting shit done. But the number one thing that's going to help us get to that point of productivity is two things that we come back to all the fucking time on this podcast in fact i told ali that she should get them tattooed on her forehead (laughs) because she preaches them so much but it's having patience and discipline to stay committed to the routine to get things accomplished
1: Mm -hmm. amen yes no tattoo on my forehead but yes preach (laughs) Okay, so that is our little think tank around why it's so important to maximize your time Really dive into being productive and getting shit done. But what are some tactical tips for you to like take away in this moment so that you can really fine tune this practice? Um, Carly, what are your thoughts on staying in the product productivity vortex?
0: The productivity vortex, which I just envisioned like this crazy shield surrounding me like a bubble that's like glowing. I don't know. That's what I saw, but I see it. I see it.
1: (laughs) It does feel like that when you're in the zone, right? You feel like you're totally in it in another world. It's, It's like when you stare at a professional image and the people are so clear, but then everything behind them is fuzzy, you know, and blurred out. That's kind that's what happens when you're in the zone, you know? You're so into whatever it is that everything else is fuzzy and blurry and it's a beautiful place to be. It's hard to get there though. So tell help us help us get there. Okay. So in order to get into the into the vortex
0: the number one thing that we have to do, in my opinion, is we have to remove distractions completely. And by distractions, I really just mean turn off your fucking cell phone. <laughs> That's pretty much what I should have said. Uh, Ali actually inspired me to start turning off my phone because we would be te- – we text constantly, but we would be texting about something and she would say, okay, got to go turning off my phone, got to get some work done. And it's not like she ever told me to turn my phone off, but I was like, damn, that is a good idea. Why haven't I thought of that? And uh so I started I started trying it. I started when I knew that there were things that I wanted to get done, I just started turning off my phone. And you guys, you wouldn't believe how many times I would go to grab the phone to look at it and then realize that it was off and then put the phone back down. The addiction is so real. And I find that when I'm in the zone and I'm working, as soon as the going gets a little bit tough and I'm feeling uncomfortable or stressed out, I go to grab my phone because I want that quick fix of like mind numbing bullshit. So I want to scroll through my phone and, and kind of disconnect from what I'm working on. Um, But it also takes me out of my vortex when I do that. So practicing turning off my phone, even just for an hour at a time or sometimes two hours, has been so incredibly influential in my overall productivity and just the overall way that I feel about the work that I'm producing and um, the dedication that I'm giving to myself regarding time. So that's a huge one. Another important one is to have an accountability partner. This truly changes the game. I understand that not everybody is going to have that person that is totally on your level and there to support you 100%. Ali, I don't know. Sometimes I just truly don't know what I would do without you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too. Um, but it's just so helpful when we're on this journey of living our truth and daring to change we're changing. There's no doubt about it. We're evolving as people and we're uncovering our depths in order to be as authentic as possible. And on this journey, we're going to lose people. We know that and we've talked about that. We're going to lose relationships. We're going to shed them, should I say. However, we're also going to take new people into our bubbles who are on our level, who understand where we're at and who want to walk the path with us. And finding these people when we're on the journey, is so helpful for keeping us in the zone, in that crazy vortex blurred out portrait that we just talked about before this got started. I know some of you are probably thinking that you don't have that person in your life. And if you don't have them now, I truly believe you'll find them. But there are so many ways to find them. Think about online communities. I mean, there's an incredible group of people in the Journey Junkie community on Facebook, um, the community that we're growing here through Truth and Dare, Ali and I will be here to support you. So anybody that you can reach out to to help keep you in the zone is really important on this journey because we cannot walk alone ever. And I know sometimes it's nice, but eventually
1: we're going to get lonely. And it's really nice to have the support. Totally agree. And – yeah. I mean, the online tribes have just been multiplying left and right. I mean, besides both of our tribes, truth and dare and the journey junkie community, there's so many. So whether you're listening to another podcast or following along with another blogger or you practice yoga, you know, with someone on YouTube or in a studio, find someone that you can just reach out to to help you stay on this path. And you don't have to make it weird. Although it is a little bit weird at first. But just slowly find someone that you connect with and that you can reach out to to help support you along this path. And we really, as Carly just explained, preach that it will make a world of a difference. So bringing it back to uh, type A Allie over here, also something that I love to do is planning out my week ahead of time. Um, Carly and I use a plethora of different ways to keep ourselves organized. I'm a planner slash gmail calendar kind of girl carly what do you prefer to use
0: um i'm a planner gmail and then i also always have a notebook that's kind of like my
1: running to-do list that i like to
0: write in so kind of all three
1: yeah so we encourage you to find a mix of what works for you um, making sure that you have a place that is keeping yourself organized. So when you do fall off, when you are running around like a chicken, when chaos is ensuing, you can look back at whatever is holding all of your responsibilities and goals and be like, oh, oh yeah, that thing and easily get back on the path. So find something that works for you, fine tune it, and then stick with it. Oftentimes I find myself, uh, discovering new planners and I'm like, oh, I should try that. And it's like $45. And then I remind myself, you already have a planner, alley and it works just fine and you're only halfway through it. So stick to what's working for you and um just put your head down, plan your week out ahead of time. As you go through your week, add what you need to, take away what you aren't accomplishing and drop perfectionism again and again over and over as you move through your week's Um Continuing on the path of getting shit done. Yeah. True that
0: I call Allie and my little Polly planner. Do you remember? Do you remember those toys, the Polly pockets?
1: Hell yes, I do. I had so many. I had like, man, those were so cool. They're not around anymore. No, those are like 90s throwback, but
0: that's you. That's like your toy. I don't know. <laughs> my toy
1: spirit animal. If you were in Toy Story, you would be Polly planner. Polly. I would, like, jump out of my world (laughs) where my my little thing would open. (laughs) And you'd have an agenda book. (laughs) Okay.
0: Oh, God. Anyway, getting getting, out We're getting back. (laughs) So, yeah, planning our days out and our weeks out is is such great advice. Another thing that we can do, um, and this is just very uh, uh, literal sometimes. Sometimes you just have to, get out of bed earlier, wake up earlier, or stay up later. Sometimes our sleep is going to suffer in the midst of a really intensely productive time in our lives. Now, I am a huge advocate for sleep and I don't want to say that you shouldn't. I mean, Allie and I are always talking about how we can get more sleep. We think it's so important on our overall health. But Sometimes just the reality is you're going to have to get your ass out of bed to get more shit done or you're going to have to stay up later. In order to maximize our time, sometimes our sleeping schedules are just going to take a hit, you know? Um mm-hmm. The only time that we have to work on a certain project by ourselves, maybe it's early in the morning or maybe it's late at night. And if that's the case, sometimes you just have to do whatever you have to do in order to make it work. I remember... Um, Glennon Doyle saying something, I don't know if it was in her book or I just read it, but Saying how, um, when she started writing, she would get up at four in the morning and like lock herself in her closet and write for three hours until her kids got up. And so she could take them to school. And she knew that if she was going to get up at four to write, that she had to be in bed by nine so that she could get enough sleep in order to do the things that she needed to do. And I think I just such, such, such a good example. Excuse me um, about how to make time work on your behalf and work in conjunction with you and your goals.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that is in her book in love warrior. I think she talks about that.
0: Okay. Yeah. That must be where it's from.
1: We'll drop that book in the show notes. Don't you worry, ladies. It is definitely a good one. Um, Also, I want to talk about two really cool tactical tips that I've picked up from people I follow. One is Todd Herman, who has the 90-Day Year Program, and the other one was from a friend who attended a entrepreneur retreat, and they're both pretty similar. But number one, Todd Herman talks about context switching, so the idea of making your brain switch topics and how when we do that, we lose time In the process, so each time you are, let's say, for me writing a blog post, right? And 10 minutes in, I'm like, Oh, this is so hard, and your brain is freaking out, and you reach for your phone because it's an easy escape, and you're like, I'll just scroll for five minutes, okay? Fine, you scroll. Um, also insert here in parentheses, this is why I turned my phone off, but so then you scroll and now you have to come back to the blog post you were writing and your brain has to recalibrate and Remind itself, what was I doing? What was the thought process? What was the zone I was in? And that switching back and forth from topic to topic or context really screws over your effectiveness in owning your time and getting shit done. So while we are a nation of putting on job applications or job descriptions, can you multitask? I believe the new question should be, can you only, can you single task? Because like, can you focus? Can you focus? We are a culture of losing the art of focus because we are so distracted. And I think some of the most successful people in the world have mastered or are just really good at focusing. And that's really the key to anything, right? Any new skill set we want to learn, you have to focus on it. So Todd talks about really time blocking your time so that you're only focusing on one thing in that moment and nothing else. And you really have to practice discipline in that moment. Going back to my new tattoo, I'm getting Um, <laughs> discipline to stay on track. Okay. So that's the context switching. And I think it really epitomizes getting shit done and how to get shit done well. And then the other tactic is this sticky note concept, which I love. It's using the concept of time blocking and taking sticky notes and choosing two to six sticky notes. And on each sticky, you write one thing you want to get done. And then you take that sticky note and you put it in front of your face while you were on that task and you only stay on that task. And then once you're done with it, you take that sticky note and you put it in a jar symbolizing, I completed this task or goal. And then you do that throughout the day, sticky note in front of your face, get the task done, put it in the jar. And at the end of the week, you take a moment to reflect on everything you've accomplished and you pull all of those sticky notes out of the jar and you let yourself soak in um, all that you've done and really give yourself a huge pat on the back for how well you, you know for how well you put time on your side, which is what Carly was talking about before, using it as a catalyst to get shit done. So I love both of those ideas, time blocking, and then in addition to that, using sticky notes to keep yourself on track and then a moment of reflection at the end of your week. So we'll also include... Um, all of that in the show notes. So you guys don't have to memorize it right now. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for sharing
0: those techniques. That is so cool. I think that I want to experiment definitely with the sticky note concept and the context switching makes so much sense because I mean, hello, cell phones, they ruin everything.
1: Everything. Or even I'm going to get up and get a snack or, you know, anything. Anything that, you know, when you talk about writing blog posts for Truth and Dare, how sometimes it's so hard to get in the flow, mm-hmm. but once you're in it, you're in that blurry portrait photo of just, you're zooming and you're writing and you feel so good about it, you know?
0: Absolutely. And like Ali said, we'll link to all of that in the show notes, and then you guys will be on your way to joining Ali and Polly Pocket Planner World. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's welcome. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, before we wrap this episode up, I just want to give you guys some final thoughts. You know, taking charge of our days and getting shit done can be really hard. We all have a lot going on. We are multifaceted women and we are fucking busy. There's just no way around it. Sometimes the cue to really start to get shit done doesn't happen until we have completely lost track of our days and then we need to get back on track. Allie and I can both attest to this feeling. It's major slug in the honey. And you know, it's when we feel lost. It takes sometimes derailing the train to get back into the right directions. Other times we are completely in our flow and taking charge of our days comes really organically. This is going to ebb and flow in both directions all of the time, just like this journey of living our truth and daring to change always will continue to do. But as we work on taking charge of our days, allowing time to work for us and not against us, and to view it as a positive instead of a negative, um, I just want to stress again to not be afraid to ask for help. We cannot do it all. We're never going to be able to do it all. And delegating the work with a partner or um with anybody in your life can be so helpful in lessening the burden, lifting the weight from our shoulders and giving us the freedom to explore the things we want to explore and to grow that list of non-negotiables to include the things that really truly matter to us on our journey of being the best versions of ourselves.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for those final thoughts, Carl. So As usual, for everyone who showed up and listened, thank you so much for gifting us time in your life, for wanting to be on this journey with us of living our truth and daring to change and for showing up, right? That is half the work. So thank you for showing up and being part of our tribe. Remember, if you want to be the iTunes review of the week, navigate over there. You can find that link in our show notes, drop us some love, and then you might just be the person we highlight. Also, as usual, all the show notes, tools, and resources can be found at truthanddaremovement.com. We will catch you next week with another conversation. Bye. Bye.